Hello and welcome to Tea for Two, the podcast show that is all about bad experiences or great adventures on Tinder. I'm your host, Glenn. We're going to give Janine from Sydney a call and find out about her experiences on the dating app. Hi. Hey, Janine. How's your day been? Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Thing. And humid. It has. It has been very steamy and sticky. It's great to have you on the show. You're my second. Thank you. You're my second interview. Have you ever been interviewed? Wow. Yeah. Have you, have you ever been interviewed on a podcast before? No, I haven't. Ooh. My first time. Okay. So I'll be gentle. Please do. Yeah. All right. Janine from Sydney. Some background information about you. So they say a lady never reveals her age, but it's right there in a Tinder profile. You're 46. Yes. And... By the looks of your pictures, it looks like you haven't aged since you were 25. <laughs> Charmer. <laughs> yeah. And when did you sign up for Tinder? How long mm, ago? I signed, signed up in 2017 initially. Okay. All right. Now, I've just brought up your profile and mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read your bio. Okay, or I'm gonna get okay. I'm gonna get David Attenborough to read it for us. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Yeah, Mr. Attenborough, can you please come over here? Yes, I shall. Hey. And here we have Janine, a happy individual who can often be found at the beach. She loves food, music, and movies. As far as humans go, she's a let's look on the bright side type of person. She is looking to meet new people and explore new places. Janine is also partial to a bit of tool, enjoys reading, and has a fondness for old school arcade games such as Frogger. All right, thank you for that. Does, uh, that was your profile. <laughs> that was. Thank you, yeah, David. Yeah. Not a problem, Janine. Um, Very well done. Yes. That, yeah, I, I think everything's better with a bit of David Attenborough. Even if it's that really poor impersonation, you're a bit partial to animals yourself, aren't you? Wild animals. Yeah. We're not going to. I do. I do love some wild yeah, animals. You're surrounded by them most days. I sure am. Yeah. Okay, so I, I was going to ask how long did it take to get your first like on Tinder, but you won't remember because that was about three years ago. But mm. it would it would have been it would have been within a minute. You would have created the profile, would have gone live, and within a minute you would have got your first like because that's what happens for the ladies on Tinder because you there's so many guys. There's more guys than there are women. You probably also don't remember how long it took to hit 99 likes. So you've got a number no, there. Yep, yeah. And that number that says – does say 99 on yours? If yeah, it says yeah. 99 plus. Yeah, 99 plus. You could have probably, you'd have hundreds if not thousands of likes because mine if – If I wasn't so cheap and, and – and paid for it. Oh, well, you, you, I think you'd be you'd be absolutely inundated with scrolling. You'd be scared, actually. You'd be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> you know, the ladies they need to pay for it because you probably go through and you you swipe right and you're like, "Ah, oh, it's a match." That's yeah. So, right. so mine, I've mine currently mine currently says fourteen. That's a good. That's a good number. Fourteen. Oh, that, that's that's nice of you to say that. It's actually that's a lot lower than ninety nine plus. But I'm probably doing all right. I, I probably am doing exceptionally well um, because – But I'm in a big city though as well. That's true. No, I think I think even if you were in a smaller city like Newcastle, it would still be the same sort of result. I've actually gone on coffee dates with ladies and they think that number 99 plus is just, a, just an icon that doesn't mean anything. And they've seen mine because we have a chat about Tinder and stuff and they're like, oh, you got a little 14 there. <laughs> but, yeah <laughs> – but yeah, that that's that they're real numbers, and I guess it, you know it'll just be it'll be ridiculous to have like a thousand or nine hundred and ninety nine plus there. So they just cap it off at ninety nine plus. 
Now, when well, you're it's always quality over quantity. Oh, Sorry. that's true. That's that's true as it is with life in general. When you're using the app, what parameters mm. are you setting? So, what's the age bracket you're aiming for? What I've done is I've I set it to ten years younger and ten years older oh, initially, right. yep. but then I realised that I don't really have much in common with with guys that are ten years younger than me. Ten years older because I do like some sort of geeky stuff didn't really work either. So I've narrowed the field a bit. Okay. And um, brought it down to kind of thirty nine to fifty three. Oh righto. That, so mm. about seven years each side. When you're saying like interest, especially if if they're much older. I think if you're getting so you're born in the seventies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 74. Yep, right. So, uh, just my personal opinion. I think guys who were born in the 60s and earlier than that, I mean, they're a different gen- generation from us. They're, they're boomers. They're not Gen X. Yeah. yeah. And it's a whole different way of thinking and um, you, you can't you can't knock it out of them. <laughs> kilometres. What do you set for kilometres? I What's set 24 kilometres. Why not 25? I just thought 24 was a nice number. Yeah. I don't even know if it can be set at 25 because it's kind of – they go off, I think it's a conversion from um, miles to kilometres. So there's some numbers that when I adjust it, it, it won't go to. I think it won't do 30, but it'll let me do 29 or 31. So ah. so yours is 24. And you, when you're doing likes and stuff, have you ever exhausted your free likes in a 24-hour period? Exhausted my free likes? You know, um, you know well, there's I a cap on that. Wiping. You just keep swiping Sorry? until... Right, you just keep swiping until you you tired, like you fall asleep. <laughs> until you're bored. I just keep swiping until I get bored. Yeah, and but when, when you I say you swipe. keep, you're also doing left swipes as well as right swipes, aren't you? You're saying nope. Yeah, nope, well, nope. I think that you know. I mean, I didn't actually know that you could. I don't think that unless you pay, you can actually click on the like to see who it is. No, you, no, you so, can't. No. So I think that, you know, the only way is to read the profiles, look at the pictures and then make your decision that way. Yep, the good old-fashioned one. And then sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you don't, mm. you know. The yep. luck of the draw. I very rarely swipe right. So I thought that perhaps I was being a bit too picky, but I, I realised that because initially when I first started, because I was newly single and I thought, you don't know who you're going to match with, who you're going to get along with, so you want to try a few different types of people, meet some new different types of people. So I tried that and then I realised that I am the kind of person that needs quite a mental, intellectual connection with somebody and some things that are in common. I realised that actually I, I did need to narrow the field a bit because it was kind of a waste of time meeting people that you didn't have anything in common with and, you know, you feel bad because it's quite awkward. They're there to meet someone as well. So you kind of, you don't want to waste their time. I do a lot of vetting. My next question was going to be, who are you liking? What are you looking for in that like? Who's getting the swipe right from Janine? First impression is a photo. And yeah, and there may be more to, than one I photo. There has to be a smile. Yep. There has to be a smile, clear photo, smile, need to be able to see the eyes. So um, no sunglasses. No sunglasses. No, no sunny shots. Hear that, boys? No sunny. No sunny. Also, pictures of you doing things that you like. So um, I can see what your interests are. Because if you're interested in fishing, I'm sorry, but I'm not. That's an instant swipe left. And there's a lot of guys, yeah. from what I understand, there's a lot of guys with pictures of fishes. And, like, I'm sure some people love that. But really, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really that kind of person. I find when I was a kid and I used to go fishing with my dad, I used to... Um, not put bait on and just use the lure right. and then hope that I didn't catch anything. Because you didn't want the smelly bait on your fingers. Because I, I, didn't, I didn't want to have to kill a fish. Oh, you didn't want to have to kill a fish to catch the fish that you're going to kill. Yeah, that, I, think, I, wasn't, I wasn't that kind. Uh, for me, from what I understand, is it could be more the guys are doing it. Obviously, they enjoy fishing, but they think they're impressing the ladies by having a picture of a fish. I think it's a caveman mentality that they can provide for you. Is you know Look, I'd rather a milkshake. Okay. Oh, like it, put something And not a fish flavored <laughs> milkshake. Up. No, no. <laughs> right. So so 
So if I had a picture of me with a, a milkshake, ice cream, a milkshake maker, you know, whipping up yeah, something. Yeah, some Ben and Jerry's on the side All or right. something. You one, know, one of those fancy or maybe looking. Even cooking a barbecue, you know, cooking okay. a barbecue is something right. good. Right, with the fish it's that positive. I've just caught. Well. You yeah, as long as it's that. already ducked and filleted, yeah, okay. you know, you don't yeah. need to know that. Those yeah. are all details. <laughs> don't need the details. Now, well, I was going to also ask what gets an instant swipe left from you. If there's a bunch of photos and one of the photos has mm. them wearing sunglasses, you're not going to swipe left because there's a photo with sunglasses. But if they're not no. showing their eyes in any of the shots, then you're going to swipe left. And if they've got pictures of them and fish that they've recently caught, that's getting a swipe left. What else gets a swipe left? No smile gets a definite swipe left. If it's a, just a picture of your torso, forget it. <laughs> I don't need to see your naked flesh. Thank you very much. And things like, you know, pictures with animals, like, you know, baby tigers and things like that. Look, please don't do that. Please. Baby tigers? Who's doing yeah, that? Yeah, like, Ex- you know, you show, you're showing me that, you know, you've gone to Bali or something and, You've paid to sit with a drugged baby tiger. Oh. That that that's really off pushing. Yeah. It really is. Well, like just don't do those yeah. things. I've watched the Netflix series um Tiger King. Yeah. yeah. So you're not looking for Joe Exotic. Not that Joe Exotic would be looking for you, mind you. I think you'd be far more no, interested no, in me. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so no no but I've I've got far too many teeth. For, for Joe Exotic yeah. to be digging me anyway, um, right? So, no, so that, that's no, just, that's the images. Just be a good yep. person. Be a good good person. Have some morals, you know. Don't diss people. Um, don't talk about your bad relationship and how all women are, are, are trying are out there for your money or whatever. <laughs> just you know, be a, be a decent person and yeah. be kind and. Go along your journey, and I hope you find the right person for mm. you. Really. So th- this is like a picture's telling a thousand words. How can you tell all that from just photos? Or are we now moving into the profile part, like their biography that they filled out. Look, you can tell some things from photos. I think that they're quite telling. Guys who are uh, kind of you know topless, lying in a bed. I'm guessing that they're not after an intellectual conversation <laughs> with me. Also, things like, you know, people who don't smile and they just stare intensely like a serial killer or like they want to eat you. It's like, don't do that. Please, please don't do that. Calm down. Think about what you're putting out there into right. the world. So you, they've, you know? they've got a bunch of pictures, photos that you like and you approve of. Uh, mm-hmm. Does there need to be the biography filled out? Yes, I would you appreciate a biography. Yeah. So you need those words to back up the images. Um, yeah, because you want to know that somebody is literate and you want to make sure that somebody is actually invested and is paying attention and, and has dedicated a bit of time to actually knowing themselves and, and writing some things down about themselves and right. what they're looking for. So spelling and grammar is also going to be important as well. Yes. And w- no what has your experience been with that? Have you gone, look – you know, he looks like my type and he's filled out the profile bio and he says a bunch of things that I like, but he doesn't know the difference between there, there and there. Is that off-putting for if you? It was, no, look, if there was it, – it is a little off-putting, but if, if it was someone who was lovely and ticked all of the other right boxes, then, you know, these things can be worked on or I can get over it. But if if it's a choice between – him who doesn't know your the difference between your your yep or two and two and another person that does and they both have the same qualities then I would probably choose the other one that that did know yeah you're going to go for the spelling B king excellent yeah that's it and uh, see David Attenborough said you're partial to a bit of tool now I need to ask what is your favourite tool. Mm-hmm. Is it a hammer, a shifting spanner, or electric drill? <laughs> no, we're talking about music, aren't we? We're talking about it's the band. band. Yeah, first so, off. Yep. So when, when guys actually message me and ask me that very question, what is your favourite tool? Mine's a drill or something <laughs> like that. All right. I know that we're probably not going to get along so right. well. Right. So you, you have mm. actually 
people have asked you that. What is tool? What is tool? What what type of tool yep. do you like? That's actually and very also, clever am I, on your am part. I referring to something else? I'm not referring to anything else. I'm referring to the band. And yep. if you don't know who the band is and you don't, you're not familiar with their music, then we probably aren't going to get along so yep. well. Because you've got um, Fear Inoculum as the the Spotify track on your profile. Yeah. So yeah. obviously they're going to have to pay attention to that as well for them to mm. ma- make the connection. And yeah. and I think that's a very good vetting process of yours that if they're going to be like, you know, what's your favourite tool? Mine's a drill or, you know, I really yeah. like I really like to hammer or something, they're, you know, being a bit sleazy about it, then you're like, okay, um, unmatch, see you later. That's, a, yeah. that's an in- interesting way to use the app to narrow down, you know, get rid of the crap. That's uh, – I haven't thought of – Use it. I, well, I don't need to use it that way because there's, there's lots of – the women are wonderful. It seems the guys need to pick up their act when it comes to using these dating apps. So you like Tool and you're, are you paying attention to the music that other people are posting or having as their their um, featured song? Definitely. So you could base a, a swipe right on the type of music they like? Yeah. And have you found any other Tool lovers? I have. I maybe a, well I've no I've found some people that do like tool they didn't select tool as their um as their Spotify yeah. song yeah because I mean that, that's um, like a one in a million sort of sort of thing but you've you've seen music that's kind of fits in your in your musical taste now you, you'll probably be going all right you know they've ticked all the boxes but what is, is there been a, a situation where you've you've liked everything and then they're into a band or like a song that you will make you swipe left? Has that happened? Mm, I think music is a very big thing for me. But if, look, I'm sorry, but if it's reggae <laughs> or, you know, Gypsy King, those are not my thing. Right. Like completely not my thing. I can cope with a bit of drum and bass, you know. Yep. Um, what about country? Mm, country looks sometimes. Not often. But, you know, the thing is that music plays a huge part in my life. So, and I'm always listening to music as well. So if you're going to be that kind of person that has to have, you know, Bob Marley on repeat or something (laughs) like that, it's just not going to work. Because actually I have a physical aversion to um, reggae music. I don't like it. (laughs) Really? That's, Mm. yeah. Okay, this is like on your list of pet peeves. You don't like it that much. Is it because of any connections to like, you know, Pastor Ducci? Yeah, I had some I had some trauma when I was younger and um Bob Marley was, was always the soundtrack to the trauma. Wow. So that and the Gypsy Kings. <laughs> Gypsy Kings. So <laughs> so yeah, so I was just like, you know what? No. Uh, right, like trigger, right. The reggae yeah, and the Gypsy Kings no. are a trigger for for Janine. Mm. Yeah. Now, how many matches? Well, this is a bit hard to ask, like because you mm. you have been using this app for a while. So, um, recently, recently, how many matches mm-hmm. have you had? Well, I haven't really been active on Tinder for a while, so probably. I don't know, maybe 20 or so. Yep, right. In the last couple of months. When you've matched with them, have you ever matched with, with anyone and not had a conversation with them? Several uh, times. Yep. Yeah. Why is that? Are you reluctant to start the conversation or do you go, oh, I've made a match, let me go have back and have another look at them and go, oh, not sure? old-fashioned like that I do like somebody to come back and say you know hi we've matched or something like that I will say hi first sometimes but if all I get back is hey or like how and then the letters are and then you very hard (laughs) very hard it's a bit like a game of tennis really I mean, somebody's, yeah. somebody's got to make the serve and then you return it and it goes back and forth. So if somebody comes back with – no, you've got to respond to the question and then back it up with another question. 
otherwise yeah. it's then who then who continues the conversation? Is it your turn again? I mean that can only happen once or twice and then you're like, hmm, this isn't going anywhere. And does that happen often? Or has there been moments where guys are like given one one word answers and you're like, No, nah, this is really hard. Yeah, look if if the conversation doesn't flow, then I'm not really interested. And usually I'll tell them, like I'd, I'd say to them, you know, I don't think that this is going to go anywhere. I'm kind of old-fashioned like that. I don't just unmatch people because I, I think that that's really rude, especially if you've had some communication with somebody. I would just let them know. I'd be honest and I'd say, listen, I don't think that this is going to go anywhere, but it's been nice chatting to you and good luck in your search. No, you, know? you give them a bit of closure. You're not ghosting them. Yeah. That's nice. No. And what's the behaviour of guys that you've been chatting with when it comes? Um, do, do are they some some bit pushy? Can some say things that you find highly inappropriate? Yeah. Look, you 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 do get that, but you can shut that down pretty quickly. I think that within the first couple of messages, you can kind of tell if they're just after. A hookup yeah. or, or and, something like an that. An ONS or FWB, the other acronyms. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, learning all the acronyms has been yeah. fun. Kink <laughs> friendly. Kink, kink friendly. Uh, yeah, that was a new one on me. Okay, so that hasn't come up often. I can't, uh, I can't really say that I've seen that turn up on any profiles I've seen from the ladies. Oh, because all guys are kink friendly. All guys are kink friendly. Most guys are kink-friendly. Without even having I'd to say, say it more, on their profile. Yeah, more, more guys, I would say, are kink-friendly than girls are kink-friendly. Yeah. And I know. Yeah. Or probably guys just want to <laughs> – they're just too forward and they're just going to play that card because if they get a, they get the right response, they're like, oh, you know, game on, everything's – nothing's not on the table. When you go from this chatting through the app, where mm-hmm. does it go from there? Does it – do you then want to talk to them? Mobile? I prefer a conversation on the phone because I like to hear. I'm I'm a voice person. I like to hear people's voices, and then if I'm comfortable with how the conversation is going. But I'm I'm not the kind of person that just wants to message endlessly. I would rather message for a little while and then speak on the phone, and then um, if things progress, you can go and have a coffee. Or something like that. And then, yeah, if you want to go on a date, go on a date. If not, it's fine. Actually, I recently met um, met up with somebody and we had a coffee date. And he was lovely. He was really lovely. He was a bit younger. And we both, as soon as we met each other, realized there was nothing really there. Um, but we still had the coffee and we had a great conversation. And I learned all about him, um, his mental health care nurse. Oh, right. In um, Bali. Oh. And he works with people who do um, rehab. And um, he was managing a facility there. And he was the most fascinating guy. And we just had a lovely conversation. And that was all that it it was. And at the end of it, we we kind of, we didn't straight out say, you know, you're not my type or anything like that. It was just, it was really lovely to meet you and good luck with the future. And because of COVID, he was back in Sydney and hoping to go back to, to Bali at some stage and you know and and that was it he didn't ghost me at the end stayed connected and it was just really nice whereas then there are other people that will chat to you for a little while and then they disappear for, for some unknown reason they'll either unmatch you or they will stay matched and and just drop off the map for a while and then come back again and be like, hey, how's it going? Like nothing's <laughs> happened and, you know. Um, They've probably been going fine, out on you know. dates and stuff. And that's fine. But because, you know, I guess everyone's looking for something different. So you've got to accept that everybody is probably talking to a lot of other people as well. And until you have that understanding that, you know, you want to see someone exclusively if that's what you're after, then don't then you have to manage your expectations and don't go getting too attached and too involved too soon without having those conversations and don't be afraid to have the conversation. Mm. I think a lot of people are nervous about that. 
when, when they shouldn't be. Yeah, and when you like, I think you you, you use the word there, exclusive polyamorous. Now, this isn't something a word that I'm I've been familiar with on mm-hmm. on women's profiles, but. Have you seen many guys who say they're poly or polyamorous? I have seen a few, and I've seen a few guys who have said that they're in an open relationship with their wife or partner and they're looking for a third person, all of those sorts of things. And that's fine if that's what you're into, but that's why you have to have these conversations and be honest about what you're after. And I think think what would be important too is if they have that in their profile so you know from the get-go. Now, I, I have heard a lady going to a, a coffee date and get an hour into the conversation and then the guy's like, hey, by the way, I, I am married. <laughs> and she's like, well, you wasted my time coming out here because that's not what I'm after. Yeah. Now, I that, don't that's know. That's really awful. Yeah, like, I don't, she, she didn't mention, I, I don't even know if she knows if the guy was married and he's cheating or if it's some other other situation that he wanted to develop, I don't know. She probably didn't know because she was just like, "This is over. See you later. Bye. You wasted my time." Yeah, well, so he they, didn't give her a choice, did he? No, no. It, it's it, it's you know. I think that's false advertising. Really, they're leaving yeah. it out, and they then they're springing it on you. And there's a lot of guys that are like this is what I'm looking for that I've heard because often I'm seeing on on the ladies' profiles are saying they're not after ONS. FW friends with benefits and one night stand or casual yeah. and they because I think they're getting sick of being asked that and not knowing that from from the get go and it being introduced later and that they've they've invested some time into a conversation and then it gets brought up you know this is what I'm after so it's good to from mm-hmm. from the word go to let people know in your profile in the bio. Uh, what's the percentage do you, would you say from your experience of guys who have a something in their profile compared to having nothing in their profile? Uh, look, I'd say probably um, maybe thirty percent have nothing. Right. Like That's... most guys will put something uh, out of those seventy percent who put something on who really makes an effort. Uh, then that would also reduce probably to maybe fifty percent. Because I think that, you know, some guys, it's very popular to put just emojis in. What, in amongst the words or just use emojis? No, just use emojis. Oh, they're the guys Which that, I find very lazy. Yeah, they're the guys who did essays and filled it full of crap words to pad it out to get to 2,000 words. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. I've got to say, and this may surprise you, that I feel that 60% of women don't fill out their profile, at least. And why do you think that is? I think, first of all, it's like, are they all that lazy? (laughs) But from further research and discussion, the process of creating a profile on Tinder is you put up your image and I think your profile goes live before you... Mm. They don't make filling out a profile a priority before you before it goes live. Because there's other dating mm. apps like Bumble and Hinge, they actually force you to fill out that profile before it can go live. And I don't think Tinder does that. No, within a minute getting a like. You know, within fifteen minutes you can have over ninety nine likes. So within fifteen minutes of being a, a woman on Tinder, boom, absolutely inundated and you don't have a chance to fill out that profile. So I think that's that's where it comes from. I wasn't sure at first, but from more conversation and discussion, I think that might be the case. Yeah, mm. so it was it was refreshing to see that you had a profile filled out. Did you think I had enough in there? Yeah, you did. Well, you know, more's better if it's quality. Like, but okay, look, it's it's quality over quantity. So you you can, there's you get five hundred characters. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. you could be around the 250 to 300 mark just just by a glance, but you do have enough information there for somebody to then continue, you know, you've got enough material there for somebody to pick up the ball and run with it and have a chat about it rather than it being empty and then going, all right, you know, I've filled out a profile. You haven't, you're going to have to bring me up to speed here. You know, tell me a little about yourself. All I can see is, yeah, you're obviously a a, a you know, an attractive woman, and tell me more about yourself. Um, and that's and this is the thing too with 
I don't know if the guys are doing it, but I see there's a lot of ladies will use um, like Snapchat filters and stuff to make. Mm. To, and you, you can tell, but it's like, eh, is that really you? I don't know. What if I saw you in person? So, yeah. Big thumbs up for you. You weren't using Snapchat filters. In saying that, though, I think that I find the the use of filters, because my brother's actually just started on Tinder as well and shown me a few of the pictures, and I think that the use of filters is actually really distracting. I mean, if you're just after a bit of fun and um, all of that, that's fine. Say it in your profile. But obviously when people meet you, you don't want to set the bar so high that at that in the first meeting they look at you and they get disappointed. Yeah. Keep you know it honest. I mean? it's like, yep. Yeah, just keep it honest and the people that are meant for you will find you. So just bide your time, be yourself, be kind, don't be an ass. <laughs> and that's women as well. And yeah. just, you know, enjoy the process. Now, how many chats have graduated from being textual in nature? to then be in telephone conversations? Just a rough estimate, percentage-wise. Um, I would say actually not that many, not that many, maybe 20%. Okay, 20%. 20%. Now, to go from having a telephone conversation to meeting in person, mm-hmm. how many percentage of that? So let's say, So let's say you've chatted to 100 people and you may – be talking to let's say fifty. So you've talked to fifty people, and oh no, sorry, chatted via textual by the messenger. Fifty people, and then you have spoken to ten people on the phone. What's a rough percentage of that? How many out of the ten have then graduated to getting the meeting person? I'd say because I don't actually message that like text message that many people, mm. and then I don't actually speak to that many people. Generally, if I've had a phone conversation with you and you're not crazy or haven't said anything really awful, there's a good chance that I might meet you for a coffee. Yep. It's probably because you can tell a lot from uh, about a person from their voice and yep. the words that they say and, and how they speak to you. If all of that's fine, then I'm quite happy to have a coffee and see because I understand you can't tell. Chemistry is one of those things that you can't actually tell until you meet face-to-face. With caffeine involved. And, well, I I have decaf. Oh, right. Eh? How, yeah, how long have you been on the decaf for? About uh, 10 years. Wow. I, I went decaf for a little while. Uh, well, a little while. A year and a half, I think. And um, I, I had a cafe and I kind of make fun of people who have decaf. A little bit. I know. But you get the flavour and you don't need the pick-me-up because you're not on a low from there being no caffeine in your system. So you're getting you're getting all the taste without – you're not getting the high, but you're not also getting the low. So I totally understand where, you know, enjoying decaf comes from. Yeah. A- any any good – Although my coffee, my coffee order would, would make you cringe. Any cafe owner out there, they're like, oh, God. Okay. All right. What's your coffee order? You're going decaf okay. latte so, with a – Yeah, so it's an, it's an almond. Almond. I was going to say soy. Almond milk, almond decaf mocha with a splendor or an equal. Right. Mm-hmm. Any syrups in that? No. Oh, right, eh? Okay. Well, they've, they've, you've given 99 other things to do. <laughs> 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 if you put a if you put a half a squirt of uh, hazelnut in there with the mocha, it'll be like mm. like having a, a Nutella. Wow. Yeah. Now, well, there's, a, there's a hot tip for you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And, and on almond. Actually, that sounds I, – I had a customer used to have that a few years back. Um, but they didn't have – well, they didn't need – they didn't need sugar or any sweeteners because they had the, the hazelnut in there. That made it sweet enough. Oh. Mm. Yeah. How well have these face-to-face dates gone, generally speaking? Uh, what, okay, so what, what's been your worst date? couple um because by the sounds of it you're doing a really good job of vetting people they've got to they've got to jump through a lot of hoops so we're getting the best of the best here so i'm not expecting anything horrific well there was sort of you're talking about like in the beginning 
like in 2017 when I first started, there, there were some pretty horrific tales. Right. Okay. But nowadays, I, I, I'm wiser and I'm more careful and I, I'm more selective. And so I think probably the worst one was, well, it's not the worst. I think that I could have asked more questions to begin with, but I was having dinner. Well, I just ordered my meal with a, a very nice man and we sat down at our table waiting for the meal to arrive after we'd ordered mm-hmm. and he told me, that he was submissive. Oh, he said he was a sub. Mm. Yeah, so he's a sub and he thought I'd make a really good um, (laughs) dom and um, very sensitive information. Yep. We had had a couple of phone calls where he hadn't mentioned it and so I didn't want to get up and leave or do anything offensive because obviously everybody has their own desires but his did not match mine. Mm. So I basically, but also I was, I was interested. I was like, well, what, what kind, what does that involve? What does that entail? How does that work in a relationship context? To which he answered me very openly and honestly and then and he was very direct and um, appreciated that, you know, I didn't run screaming from the restaurant. <laughs> inside um, you were? Is that what you're saying? Inside, uh, inside you were? Yeah. yeah, inside I was. Inside I was like, you fool, how did you not know this? <laughs> but um, no, but and we did, we had, a, we had a nice meal and fascinating conversation. And I learned a heck of a lot more than I knew ever before about the kink yep. and the kink kind of culture. And um, obviously um, we didn't have any subsequent dates, but we did chat a little bit after that just to kind of, just to discuss the fact that, you know, because he did ask me again if I would consider changing my mind, um, to which I no, it's really not my thing. And I was like, you know, I'm not really, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a crazy feminist who's like, you know, everything my way. But then I'm also not somebody who wants somebody to dominate me. I'm the kind of person where I want an equal partnership and I want somebody who is going to make decisions with me and, for me not to have to make all of the decisions myself and for me to say, you can eat now or, <laughs> you know, you, you, use commands and things like that. Yeah. I just it, it just really was not my thing. And so, you know, for whoever out there, it is your thing. Congratulations and good luck. But be open about it and honest with people so that you can find your tribe now, and avoid awkward conversations. I'm also guessing you didn't have the wardrobe for it and leather's quite expensive. <laughs> Just for the sake of, um, I'm going to call my listeners, so Janine's saying he, he's into BDSM and he's submissive and he wanted Janine as a dominatrix and all mm-hmm. that entails, which could be floggers and paddles and, and other things. I'm saying this, my, my daughter <laughs> listens to this podcast and she's probably horrified to hear me say some of those words, but that's only because I've had conversations, n- not not as direct as yours, like somebody making that mm-hmm. offer to me. But, um, yes, it, it, it is it – is an, it's an interesting subculture and he should prop- – you know, there's actually communities for that sort of thing. There are there communities. Are. There and, are. And there are specific sites and, you know – I think that, I mean, I guess the thrill of the chase for some people is that converting somebody and that whole kind of Fifty Shades of Grey kind of fantasy of, of finding somebody who's never done it before and, you know, yep. discovers that they yep. love it or, or whatever. It's just that then you have to be understanding that not everybody is going to want to go down that path with yep. you and you're probably going to get a few knockbacks. Yeah, for sure. And also, I'll have to just so say state, and this is for the benefit of um, people into BDSM, is that um, Fifty Shades of Grey is a really bad example of it. One thing I need to ask was, so you went for dinner or lunch? Was mm-hmm. it was it midday or was it evening? We went, 
we went for dinner because I had been working quite a lot and I didn't have time to catch up for lunch or coffee. Okay, so you went straight to the dinner. So usually mm-hmm. you you do like a coffee first and yeah. then, then you might usually. graduate to the dinner. So you may have felt emboldened that he got the dinner date and he could just kind of put it out there. I just wondered if you'd had done coffee and he didn't mention it and then he brought it up at dinner. No, no, we didn't. We, we actually went straight to, um, to dinner and we went to dinner sort of in an area close to where I live as well so that I could get there after work. And then, yeah, and then he kind of dropped the bomb. But, of course, he waited until after we'd ordered. So I was already hungry and I had to wait for the meal. Oh, so, you know. He's not a silly man, is he? He's, no. Yeah. He may have done this before. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Who, who's the dom now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of the day, the sub has all the control because they can say – Stop, and then yeah, then it. the dom has to submit to that order, or so I've been told. That was something that was explained to me as well, because that's what I do too. Because I have conversations with people, and I ask too many questions. Like it's just like, no, while we're here, we may as well talk about it. And then you get this. Yeah. Then you kind of like are they taking my inquisitive nature is that oh, I might sign up to this, which is probably why he he thought he'd ask you again and say. Um, you know, just to, just to double check if you you, you might actually be keen. Mm. Yeah. Now, yeah, he did. So that you have safety consideration, you have safety measures in place that you you are vetting people along the way, and then you're meeting up for coffee, and then it graduates to dinner. Now, mm-hmm. where does it go from there? At what point would you introduce someone? I don't know if you have or not, but at what point will you introduce someone that you're You've met through Tinder and you're dating to your family. A few, like maybe three months or so, Yep. two to three months. It depends on the person as well, I think. And if I feel like it could become something more or if it is sort of destined to say, to say something a bit more casual because, you know, it's it's a big thing introducing them to the family and then every family event you go to, they're like, oh, how's that guy? And you're like, oh, geez, it didn't work out. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, so you want, you kind of want to be on a trajectory to kind of have, if not for it to last romantically, for them to be in your life as a friend. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just, it's not worth the aggravation. And so you, you're quite prepared at some point to go, yeah, this isn't working. And then you, I guess you've got two choices. Go, all right, nice seeing you, see you later. Or guess what? I do value you as a friend. So they get friend-zoned. Have you ever been friend-zoned? Yeah. I have. I've been friend-zoned uh, two, twice. And it's, it's, a sad, it's not a sad thing. It's a difficult thing to kind of go from – because I didn't know if it was possible to go from dating someone – and having that intimate kind of relationship with someone to just being friends. And then that emotional transition from feeling that uh, feeling a certain way about someone and then changing that so that you can be a friend to that person and a friend who is then able to support them through whatever their next dating journey or whatever it is is. Yep. So it's quite it's quite a um, it's quite a specific transition that you have to go through. So you have to also then think, is this worth it to hang on to this as a friendship or is it more of an acquaintanceship? Because with friendships, I value a lot of, I, I value friendships and I feel like I like to be a good friend. I like to be supportive. I like, you know, people to be able to come to me if they, they need to talk about something. And then, but then also I need to prepare myself emotionally for the fact that if they start dating somebody else, you know, am I going to feel uh, rejected or not good enough or, you jealous. know, whatever. Yep. Yeah, jealous because it didn't work out and, you know, they've got smaller size or whatever, yep. you know. It's like you have to be able to be honest with yourself and think about can I invest in a friendship with this person? you really um, got to weigh it up and whether it's worth it yeah. for you. Yeah, or is it just going to be torturous every time I see them and think, 
you know, they didn't want me and now I'm just kind of, you know, on the side and watching them living their life happily with somebody else, mm. you know. So you, you do, you, you have to think about these things and you can't just be like, oh, I'll just be friends with them and then one day they will wake up and realise that I'm the love of their life. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a Matthew McConaughey movie. No. <laughs> no, no. So just, you know. If it's meant to happen later on, let it go and it might come back. And if it doesn't, you'll find somebody else. If it doesn't, you can always just unfriend them on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> or block them and well, then, then they can know. Them. They know exactly how you feel. Now, other dating apps, have you used any of the mm-hmm. other dating apps? I think the first dating app I was on was Plenty of Fish and then I tried okay Cupid, Bumble. And Hinge was the other yep, one. Yep. Yep. Uh, look, I know. I know of. I've know of all four of them actually, um, and I've checked out two of them: Hinge and Bumble. Here's an interesting little tidbit that um, Sharon Stone was on Bumble. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, she got kicked off Bumble <laughs> by Bumble because they didn't think she was real. They thought that was somebody faking <laughs> her. Uh, yeah. So that- I've actually seen some famous Aussies on on. Or B grade or C grade Aussies on um, Bumble. Okay. So from some of those Married at First Sight shows and ah, yes. even a farmer. Right, right. I have seen somebody from Maths from Married at First Sight, but I didn't know they're from Maths um, on Tinder. Actually matched with her. Wow. Yeah. I actually – I saw her and I went I'm, – I, you know, beautiful woman, like – I don't know if she's real or not, and I, I kind of noticed that she had an Instagram post, uh, a screenshot of Instagram post. So that's then I then I found her Instagram account and then I was checking her out. So I, I swipe right and then almost two months later she matched with me and I messaged oh, wow. and I messaged her and I didn't get a response and then I was like, hang on a sec, I don't even know if she's real. So I went to her Instagram account and I messaged her there just to go, hey, uh, I think I match with you, but, you know, are you real or not? She's never messaging you back on either thing, but she, it is a real account because she has her Instagram um, account linked to her to her Tinder account. So she's a real person. Ah. She's a real person, but she is not – she doesn't respond. And one of my That's mates – Yeah, it's not nice. One of my mates, Brenton, said – Oh, uh, she's probably just doing it so she can get Instagram followers. And I went, yeah, hey, true. That could be the case. And how's your how's your dating been? Have you been enjoying the dates that you've been on? Yeah, yeah. Look, I've I've done coffee. I've done I've done a lot of coffee. I love a lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. Yeah, a lot of coffee. A lot of coffee dates. And it has it has been interesting. And um, I'm not the one being interviewed here, Miss. No, I was just wondering because it's like it's nice to see, nice to have a guy's perspective of what's going on there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a really good voice for radio, but you already knew that. You You already knew that. Um, Maybe we should get you to interview guys. That would be awesome. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, and we can get the other side (laughs) of the of this conversation. And and and. Look, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to be a dominatrix, I think, and slap oh, them Lord. slap them around a bit. No, don't let that put you off. Okay, so you've used how do they compare to Tinder? These other dating apps. You've look. I think plenty of fish is a waste of time. I found OK Cupid was also a waste of time. Although I have a friend who met the love of her life on that, and Bumble, I have met some lovely people on Bundle, Bumble. Yeah, but it's it's that whole having to message first, yep. which is quite nice at some in some instances, but then in others I'm like, mm, you're not really making an effort. Like I have to make all of the effort, and I don't <laughs> like that. I think it's I think it's a great idea, but here's the problem I have with Bumble. Now I signed up I signed up at Bumble because Sharon Stone had been on there. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, and that, you were hoping. Oh, I'm not look. I'm. <laughs> I, I wouldn't match with her anyway for various reasons, mainly because, you know, I'm in Newcastle and she's 
wherever she is. But yeah, you know, Sharon Stone, oh, basic, so basic instinct. Oh my up. god. Yep. So uh, I thought, yeah, I'll sign up. And I thought, I thought it's refreshing that the ladies have to go first, but you've got twenty four hours to do so. So if you're not in, if you can match with somebody, and then if you're not on there for a day, then the the clock winds down, and then it's gone. And you know, I'm not. You've got to be on there to start that conversation. So that was a bit disappointing. So I got a lot of matches there initially, but um, not very many conversation starters on the other side. And that could be because they felt the same way as what you do. But I can see the mindset from Bumble to do that, and I think it's I think it's a good move that the ladies have to go first because I I'll, otherwise I'll just go first. But it's nice when the ladies go first, and. And I've also used Hinge. Yeah. And I like I like the the way that those apps work. The one thing I don't like, well, you tap on a picture on Tinder to see the next image. Mm-hmm. Um, on Hinge and Bumble, you've got to scroll up to see yeah, that's to true. see which is fine. The only problem I have is if I'm using that and then I go over to Tinder, I then naturally scroll up, which on Tinder is a super like. Yes, it is. You know, I've I've sent super likes. Is that why you super liked me? Did I super like you? <laughs> I did. You did. Wow! No, well, is that, that why? Because you were scrolling up. You thought you oh, were on Bumble. Jeez. <laughs> I'm ho- I hope you're joking and you're pulling my leg here. Otherwise, I'm going to feel I'm like not. no, no. That that's not why. Because you had because <laughs> you had tool. You had tool as you. As your song, like a tool song. Yeah. So that's why I super liked you. I, well, I honestly can't remember if I just liked you or super liked you. Listen, but you're just flicking left, right, and all over the place, aren't you? Really? No, I'm not. I'm like, you look at the start, you know, pff, 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 right swipe, right swipe, <laughs> right swipe, uh, left and left swipe because for some reason they've put a picture of of a of a a beachscape or something. You go. What's with that? But but no, I I very quickly then I'm, I'm going to be picky about this, and um yeah I, yeah. So if I did give you the super like, I can't apologise for not remembering, but it would have been based on the like I did read your profile, so I would have done all the things to have <laughs> that it wasn't it wasn't an accidental straight up super like. Okay. Now we've got now we've got that cleared up. I don't even know if you're pulling my leg or not. I am not pulling yeah, your okay, leg. Cool. I'm you know, I can probably check that because I think it tells me if I've super liked yeah, the person. It, it does tell you. Yeah, cool. Well there you go. There you go. There you go. Also, hey? also old school um games also would have been a thumbs up for me. You didn't mention Star Wars or Marvel. No, um, because you know why. You know why. Because they're too controversial. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And you get the geeks going, oh, do you like the, you like the sequels and stuff? And Yeah, what are you talking about? Are you into the origin ones or not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I t- hang on. Are you, are, you, are you kind of just saying that or you're asking me this right now? No, that's what people will okay, think, yeah. you know. That, if I said Marvel above DC, gosh, <laughs> all hell would break loose. No, that that definitely would have. Is anything stronger than a super like? Because you would have got that from me if you said Marvel better than DC. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a conversation Marvel. for another time. Because you are a very interesting person and you love Star Wars, and um, I sure do. But yeah, and and people can hear that when we have that conversation on a different podcast show. Now, I've got a few questions to wrap this up. Here we go. Okay. What is your perfect first date? Perfect first date is – are you talking after the coffee date or are you talking about like what? initial meeting? I, I don't know. You tell me. Look, my first, perfect initial meeting I think is – actually I, my favourite date, my favourite date that I've had was we met in one of my favourite cafes, which is a second-hand bookshop called Ampersand in Paddington. Mm-hmm. Because I figured out, you know, like because I love that place, and I love the atmosphere, and I was really comfortable there, and I was familiar with the place. He hadn't been there before, but it was nice to share something that you really enjoy with somebody else. 
also to be somewhere that you are already happy. So you're already in a good mood. So I found that really lovely. And I think that 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 sort of a date where, you know, you're doing something that you really enjoy and makes you happy, it helps you to put on, you know, put your best foot forward, really, because you're already in that kind of, mindset of being happy whether the date goes well or not or whatever happens yeah because you're already kind of somewhere fun yeah you can chalk it up as a win and also you got that feeling of home ground advantage as well that's it yeah and you, and can you also- know where the exits are <laughs> and <laughs> and you can also see um how much they dig the environment as well and the vibe and the atmosphere yeah, exactly yeah, if they're like oh was surrounded by old books. Yeah, or if they've like, got a dust allergy. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to hold that against them, though? Well, then, obviously. Well, actually, I, I did um, meet up with a person, and he was allergic to cats. Sad oh. story. <laughs> yeah. And you have a cat. Yep. And I have a cat. And he thought I was the perfect woman, except that I had a cat. Yeah. And it was really lovely, but I have a cat, and I'm sorry. Yeah. I have a cat, so it's not going to work, obviously. So your perfect first date would be at uh, the cafe that's in the second-hand bookshop. And um, and what what kind of conversation are we looking at that would be happening it's in such a date? Is there flirtation or is there – what – or do you go, I enjoyed this, you know, we could just – could you go, I feel like I've known you forever as a friend because you're funny. Is that going to be a I perfect first date? Then, well, there has to be a bit of both, I guess, if it's a date. Yeah. But to be considered a date, I think there needs to be like flirtation or a bit of chemistry happening. Um, otherwise, it's just meeting a friend for coffee. Yeah, well. I think, yeah. So basically, I, and I think that it, it's good to be able to kind of figure that out early so that people don't get hurt. Mm. Um, or it sort of minimises the impact of, of whoever's expectations are kind of climbing. So you, you kind of, you know, you, you can gauge it pretty well by, I think, your first conversation. If things flow really well and it's really fun and it's exciting but there's no chemistry, then you know, well, maybe I could hang out with this person and then we could be friends yep. if so, they feel the same way. Right. So the friend zone thing can be established from the word go. Yeah, yep, yeah, this is going to work as friendship. That that could be my yeah, that, that could be part of my problem with my my coffee dates is that I don't flirt. I, I'm just there for yeah, but you're not you're not looking for a relationship or anything more than just chatting, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I kind of feel I'll know when it happens. Um, mm. But even then, I, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that, um, look, I don't feel I'm real good at flirting. I, I think it would be terrible to watch me try to flirt. Um, <laughs> I'd feel awkward, feel terrible. I just see is, you know, the place that has good coffee and we have good conversation and, and it could be something that could build, build over time. Now, flirting is not something that is formulaic. Flirt, flirting is just showing interest in somebody above and beyond what a friend would show. That's right. all it is. Yeah. Because mind you, my my coffee dates, I'm thinking the shortest coffee date I've had is probably two hours long. And mm. I've had some for three hours long. And I've had the I've had them in stitches talking about all sorts of stuff. And they've really enjoyed it. And they're like, you know, I just didn't feel like we had the chemistry. And I'm like, I made you laugh a lot. You just got three hours of stand-up comedy, and my longest has been a six-hour coffee date. I actually, we actually had to be shooed out of the the cafe because they were closing. They're like, "All right, time for you to go." Cool. So yeah, but you know, I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll but I think with guys as well, I think that guys like to be entertaining, and they like to put on sort of a, a front of bravado and all of that kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, sometimes what more attractive is being a bit more vulnerable. Being funny is great as yep. well, but also showing that kind of you are a bit vulnerable and you are a bit interested. Mm. Oh yeah, makes there was other people feel that 
that it's safe for them to feel that as well. Yeah. Oh, look, it wasn't me talking for three hours straight. It was. It was like no, not saying 50, that it 50. was. Yep. Yep. Anyway, you, not, you've done this thing yeah. again. You've done this thing again where you're interviewing me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, it's all right. You're so good at it. So my next question is, what are you weirdly attracted to? Weirdly attracted yeah. to? Hmm. If they know about The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. they can talk to me about that. Very attractive. Uh, if you can get me going on a kind of like, if you can get me going on a topic that I love, like if if you're like really into tool or you're really into something that I really like and we can banter about it and talk about it, I really find that very attractive. But weirdly attracted to, I guess, is I'm attracted to voices, forearms, and, um, yeah, and a smile. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Voice, forearms, and a smile. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Not that hard, fellas. No. <laughs> All the dudes with skinny little arms like, oh, I'm out of luck. I'm out of my depth. <laughs> I'm going to have to practice It's not about small. how big they are. Right. Oh. It's not about how big they are. Oh, yeah. I, I remember it's, it's, <laughs> somebody once it's said. It's about the dent, the dent between the elbow and the arm muscle. That's what it is. The, the dent between the elbow and the mm-hmm. arm muscle. I'm, I'm looking down I'm like. The dent, like the inner elbow, the elbow pit. No, not the, the outside of the elbow. Ah, okay. All right, oh. There. Yep. That's what I'm weirdly attracted to. Yeah, okay. Right now my two male listeners are like got their arms out straight and checking out their own elbows. <laughs> and go, oh, look, I've got that dent. Got that there you def- go. Got that definition. Dent. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last question. What is your zombie apocalypse plan? Well, it actually came in really handy when COVID hit. So I've got emergency supplies. Yep. How much toilet paper do you have? I, I have I have enough toilet paper. It's okay. Do you have enough it's toilet paper right. for two people though? I would. Yep, I would because okay. I, I pack extra okay. just in case because I've got a lot of family and so, yeah, so supplies-wise, I'm right. What about um, weapons? Would, what do you got in the way of yeah, weapons? Look, weapons, I get creative with weapons, actually. I'm, a, I'm good with a kitchen knife. Ooh. Good with a kitchen knife. And I don't believe in, like, I don't, I don't have a gun. So no. that's a tough one. I would have to get one from somewhere. I was talking to my friend about um, if a horde came after us, what would we do? I've got that whole kind of mentality of like in the old movies when they put the brick on the horn to create a diversion. Right, yep. You've been thinking about know, this. Just just yeah, so let me just check something. So you watch The Walking yeah. Dead? Yeah. You're a fan of The Walking Dead, right. So you, yes, you, you're, you're cheating really. <laughs> you, can just, you can just go, oh, what did Daryl do? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the closest prison? Can yeah. I find my own Alexandria? Yeah. Oh, you, <laughs> you know what? I would. I've done that. I used to live out at Mate, near Maitland, and there's an, a decommissioned prison out there. And I was like, I'm going straight oh. there. Um, if I was down okay. in Sydney, I'd probably oh, Long Bay or Taronga Zoo. I think would probably be a good spot. Yeah. Wouldn't it? you can let that, the animals. That would be the best spot, actually. Let the animals take care of the the zombies. So long as the animals don't turn into zombies, then we've got trouble. And I'm not talking yeah. – I'm not even just talking about the lions. I'm talking about the chimpanzees. I, I, I would be terrified of zombie chimpanzees. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Hey, has ever – like, you're into pop culture. Has there ever been a movie about zombie chimpanzees? Well, look, I don't know about chimpanzees. I mean, if you, if you want to cross kind of pollinate that fan culture, you could probably look at something like Pet Cemetery and see if that would work okay. as a chimp. Kind of, if that you could bring something back because pet cemetery, right? They bring back um, more domesticated pets, yep. rather than wild animals. But I'm sure it would work the same way. But so it, in theory, I guess you could. Mm, okay, all right. So back to your plan, though. You'd have you'd have a good array of of weapons, of knives. Um, you might you might yeah. find a gun somewhere. If I had a crossbow. This is what I'd do. Oh, 
I would go to the closest drum shop and get all the oh, drumsticks. Yeah? Get all the oh, drumsticks because they'd job. make they'd make great bolts, and I'd get the nylon tip ones because I reckon they would pierce the skull better than the wooden tip ones. Do you know oh. any drummers? <laughs> I sure do. You sure do, and it's not me; it's your brother. My brother, yeah, yeah. my my amazing brother. Your blast, He's a very good drummer. Your blast beating drummer, brother. Yeah, he's good on the blast beats. I was checking out his Insta account. So thank you so much, Janine, for joining us on T for Two. You know, we might catch up another time to get an update about how things are going for you on Tinder or in life in general. But yeah, we'll, we'll be chatting on a different on a different show about about your um, fondness for the sci-fi. All right. Thank you so much. All right, then. Okay, see you, Janine. Bye. Good luck out there. Thank you. That's Janine's story. What's yours? What has the journey been like for you? Has it been an excellent adventure or a series of bad experiences? Maybe it's been a mixture of the two. They do say that variety is the spice of life. Email me at tindertfor2 at gmail.com and give me a brief overview of what you've encountered. And also, and this is important, Send screenshots of all the photos you're using and of your profile bio. That will give me some background and an understanding of what you're putting out there. None of this information will be posted publicly, is private or remains so and only used for getting to know you as an interviewee. For our listeners, you can subscribe to the podcast via our page on www.anchor.fm slash for 2 And also... Like us on Facebook. Bye.